Y'all can put your hands together for Jesus. It's okay. We in church. Good morning. So they asked me to come speak and not do announcements. It's crazy. Um, but um, I, just, I kind of wanted to go ahead and go over uh, some of the things that we've all have, we, that we've shared uh, over the last uh, few weeks here. We've had some great speakers. Uh, Minister Lewis, he uh, kicked it all off. I know he was like super nervous, but he did an awesome job. Uh, and so uh, he spoke about hope. Well, actually, first um, we we talked about Advent, right? We had um, it's, it's Reverend John, right? Yeah, okay, all right. I was gonna call him Father John because you know. Anyway, but Reverend John, uh, so he came in uh, and he kind of explained Advent and stuff like that. And one of the things that really impacted me um, in that whole, uh, if you have your booklets, I don't, do you guys have your booklets? Mm, okay, some yeses. If you don't have your booklet, I think we do have some extra ones. Please raise your hand and Usher will come by and hook you up with a booklet. This booklet has been amazing. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get into the Christmas season, you kind of get into this whole like just the normal stuff, right? You're like, okay, I know I got to buy gifts because, you know, my family needs to love me. And so they love me because I give them gifts. I'm just kidding. But, you know, you got to go ahead and buy for certain people. And so you kind of get into this whole thing like, man, I got to go buy this. I got to get this. You know, I got to cook because, you know, People get hungry, and you, know, you expect certain things during this Christmas season, right? So, you know, it had gotten to a point, I didn't even realize this, it got to a point where it all became just routine. So, yeah, and that's terrible, right? I mean, this season at Advent, we're, we're looking forward to the coming of Christ. We're, we're, we're remembering that Christ came in the form uh, of a little baby. And so, you know, somewhere along the line, I just got comfortable, I guess, and I forgot what the season was all about. Now, I did go ahead and say, you know, my Christian name, Jesus is the reason for the season. You never forget that, right? You got to go and tell everybody that. But in my heart, it was like, uh, just routine. So this Advent series, thank you, Bishop, because it has allowed me to interrupt or disrupt the rhythm, uh, the normal rhythm of my life and really focus on, uh, on Christ. Um, in your booklets, one of the things it says, it says, um, that the essence of Advent is that Jesus has come and that he will come again. It's amazing. Jesus has come, so can we, we can be assured that he will come again because that's what he said, right? We could be 100% assured that he will come back for us because in his first coming, he fulfilled hundreds of Old Testament prophecies. So you know when somebody says, you know, uh, those of you that are sports fans, and, um, and you watch ESPN and stuff, and they say, okay, well, you know, this particular team is, you know, predicted to win because of X, Y, Z reason. And when they don't win, they're like, man, that analyst, he stinks. He don't know what he's talking about. He must have, like, missed it because, you know, they lost. That team lost. But hundreds of prophecies about Jesus, he fulfilled them all. Not just some, but all of them. And so if he fulfilled those prophecies, and he came this, the way that he said that he was going to come, then we can be assured that the ones that talk about his second coming, that's real, and we need to be ready. Amen? It's good stuff. So Minister Lewis, he talked about hope. A hope that looks forward is a hope that looks backwards. That was so good, man. It messed me up that whole day, that whole week. I was thinking about that. I'm like, man. So God is never changing. He is the same yesterday, today. And forevermore, because he was faithful in the past, we can be assured that he will be faithful today, 
He'll be faithful tomorrow. He'll be faithful the next day and 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 forever and ever and ever and ever. He is forever faithful, which is amazing because you know what I am? Unfaithful. I am horrible. So it's awesome to know that God's faithfulness is not contingent. It doesn't depend upon my performance. It doesn't depend upon what I'm doing. He is because he is, and he is never changing. I don't know about you, but that gets me so excited because I'm like, man, I can depend on him. God is dependable, unlike some of us. I'll be there at 7.30, 7.45. I mean, 8 o'clock. I'll be there at some point in time. I will arrive, okay? I'm sorry. Bishop, Bishop spoke about love. The love of God made room for you. Say, the love of God made room for me. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Wow, this is really quiet. I didn't say whisper. I said say. Say, neighbor. The love of God. Made room for you. That's very good. Give yourselves a hand. That's so good. You're so awake this morning. So good. The love of God made room for you, and it should move you. Say, it should move me to make room for him. You ever been somewhere where, like, man, it's packed. It's super packed. Um, And you're like, man, you got there late. So you look at, right, then you find your people, right? You find your people and you see that the whole row is just, it's stacked. It's so booked, you can't, it's like, man. And then all the, like when you go to the movie theater, y'all been to the movies? Yeah, yeah. Y'all been to the movies late? And all that's remaining is the ones at the bottom there. So you're looking like this. I've watched a movie like that. I don't recommend it. Um... You're not going to get your money's worth. Might as well just go ahead and wait for the next one. But how awesome is it when you arrive and right in like the middle row, you see your people and your people like this. And you're like, that's right. (laughs) And you get up there to the row and they have made room for you. You're like, oh, it's about to be on. You sit down, you got your popcorn, you got your drink, you got everything. You set, right? Somebody made room for you. Isn't that an awesome, awesome thing? God, so amazing. His love lifts us up from nothing. Amen? He lifted us up out of the miry clay. I don't know if y'all, I, I went to a, a mud run um, a while ago. And I didn't know that mud could stink so much. It was disgusting. And for some reason, I chose to pay for this. <laughs> I mean, I work hard at my job, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like trudging through this mud, and, this, and it smells really bad, and I'm trudging through mud, and I'm like, Lord Jesus, why? I, just, I question my life choices sometimes. Sometimes I just, I don't know. It's, it's terrible. But it lifts us up from nothing. It brings justice and everlasting peace and is the reason we look forward with hope in this season. Bishop, you like captured it all. So amazing. You must have done that before. Pastor Chad spoke about joy. I love this. He said, we have joy because everything is going as God has planned. So I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm like, that's true. 
God doesn't have like a plan B, C, D, E, F, G, elemental P. He has a plan A, and that has been the plan for the beginning, which is amazing because you know what that means? Do you know what that means? That God does not have a surprise face. He's not like, nothing surprises him. He does not have a surprise face. Watch. You're not going to remember anything except that, G, that God does not have a surprise face. I hope you remember something else. But anyway, God does not have a surprise face. Everything is going exactly as he has planned. So we can have joy, right? I remember when I lost my job, everybody said, ah. Well, because I got fired, okay, because I was a faithful worker. <laughs> I was there all the time. But I lost my job. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what am I I'm gonna do Alina's six months old, and but then I remember something. I remember that God is Jehovah Jireh, He's the Lord, my provider, amen. And so, if something happened like that, where you know I'm in a state of like disarray, I don't know where the next paycheck is gonna come from. Um, I know that I can rest assured that God is who He said He is, He is Jehovah. He's the Lord, my provider, so I can have joy. Why? Because he's doing something. I don't know what he's doing, but I don't know about you, but I like, I like surprises, like fun, happy surprises. Not like, hey, you know, we owe $1,000 because something will happen. That's not a fun, happy surprise. Uh, fun, happy surprises is like when you're walking with your wife and, you know, um, you're going to eat dinner and you think it's just you two, and then all of a sudden all your coworkers show up to celebrate you. That's an amazing surprise. That's an, that happened to me recently recently so but today is advent four right so all these things have brought us to advent four which is peace now the big idea which is the idea that i hope that you remember see what i did there hope anyway um is that god that is that jesus christ the prince of peace has come to make peace jesus christ the prince of peace has come to make peace. So my first point, God's peace is a crushing peace. Say God's peace, God's peace. Is, a peace. is a crushing peace. That's crazy, right? So now, I was trying to decide where to start, and a good place to start is the beginning. That's a good place to start. So if we go back to the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, we look at the first two chapters, and you know what? Man was good for like two chapters. He was straight. He was, I mean, you know, there's like a whole bunch of chapters in the Bible, and we were good for like two. I, I mean, that kind of typifies my life. <laughs> I'm good for about two minutes, and then, oh, my goodness. So in Genesis um, 3, we see that, you know, man has fallen. He ate of the, of the, uh, of the fruit of the uh, forbidden tree, um, and then the, the blame game starts. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't my fault. It was so-and-so's fault. No, 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 it wasn't my fault neither. It was so-and-so's fault. So anyway, so God uh, doles out uh, the, uh, the curses, right? So he curses the, uh, the, the serpent. And then right before he curses man, he says something. He says something. If, we, if you turn uh, with me to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, we'll take a look at that. When you got it, stay quiet. <laughs> I guess everybody got it. Uh, it says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed 
and her seed, capital S. He shall bruise or crush your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Speaking of Jesus. God's peace is a crushing peace. That crushing came by way of Christ's death at the cross, his resurrection from the dead, thereby defeating sin and death once and for all. From the fall up until this point, they were sacrificing animals and they were trying to go ahead and make it right because man is sinful, right? We sin because we're born into sin and we sin because we choose to sin. And so that requires payment, right? The Bible is clear. Wages of death is, I mean, the wages of sin is death. Very good, see? I have a little dyslexia going on there. It's okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. See that? I told you my two minutes. I was good for like two minutes, and after that, it just became all unraveled. Anyway, so the wages of sin is death. So sin requires a payment. So God knew from the beginning, and that's why he said it in Genesis. I'm going to go ahead and establish all these things, but it's all to point to what? It is to point to the fact that we cannot, we are unable to make peace for ourselves between us and God. It is impossible. It is impossible. And so that leaves us in a dire situation because, you know, if you got to pay bills, what you got to do? You got to work, right? Or either that or you got to get somebody to pay. Either way, you got to do something, right? Bills don't pay themselves. So we needed a savior. So that is what the law points us to the fact that we cannot make peace for ourselves we need a savior it doesn't matter how good people are it doesn't matter how many good deeds you do it's just it's never going to be enough and so we need peace so sometimes we go ahead and try to depend on other things for peace we try to depend on our finances for peace on relationships for peace on just other things our jobs all that stuff we try to rely on that for peace but it's not a lasting peace the amazing thing is, is that if Christ was able to bring peace between God and man, don't you think that he's capable of bringing peace to your every situation? I mean, think about that. Mankind offended God. In Genesis, we look at another story where sin was rampant. What did God do? He wiped out the whole human race, people. I mean, he said, you know what? <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm going to flood it all. I'm going to erase it all. I'm going to start over. Thank God he doesn't do that now. Good Lord, man. We'd be in a heap of trouble. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I would choose to be on the ark. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. It's just I'm glad that we're not, we're not put in that, in that situation. Now, we see some application of God's crushing peace in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. If you could turn there with me. Ephesians. Chapter 4. See, I gave you guys time. Oh, 
Thank you. One God and one Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But each of you, one according to the grace given, according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who ascended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. <laughs> That's the wrong verse. That's okay. <laughs> That's so funny. I read it too. That's so crazy. Anyway, the one that I wanted is to to uh, to quote, and I, I don't I don't know the scripture the uh, the the reference, but um, it's the one about um, being anxious for nothing, but in everything uh, with prayer and supplication, giving thanks uh, that we should make our requests be known. Thank you very much, Philippians four. It's probably four six through seven. So, um, and it says that the peace that surpasses all understanding shall guard our hearts and our minds. So, what does that mean? Guarding of our hearts and our minds. Uh, his peace crushes my sinful inclination to engage in activity that compromises my heart. So sometimes when we face situation, we run to our functional saviors for peace. We run to either things that, um, that are harmful to our bodies or harmful to others. Uh, some people, they go ahead and run to drugs. Some people, they go ahead and run to um, relationships. Some people, they run to uh, just things that they shouldn't be partaking in, and that hurts our hearts. You know, and so our hearts become divided uh, with God. And so God doesn't want that. He wants us not to be anxious for anything, but he wants us to go ahead and lay those petitions before him so that we don't have to run to those functional saviors. His peace crushes my worry. I remember, as Pastor Chad was talking, that he, that God is in control. And so I can have joy. Not only can I have joy, but I can also have peace. I don't have to worry about those things. It's like, when your car isn't working and you got a friend that's a mechanic that isn't going to charge you like an arm and a leg to go ahead and fix your car. So when your car is acting up, you don't worry because you got your friend, right? The expert, in my case, is my father-in-law. He's like the Puerto Rican mechanic. That's what I call him. Uh, and he's got tools like crazy. I don't know. He, he buys tools. I guess it's a hobby of his. Anyway, so um, I can, he's got a tool. So I don't worry. So when something happens to my car, I can go to someone. I can go to someone. I don't have to worry. I can have peace. God's peace is a lasting peace. A lasting peace. That's my second point. God's peace is a lasting peace. You ever get something new? Like brand new. Like brand, brand new. You ever buy a new car? I bought a new car once in my life. <laughs> One time. You step in the car and it smells new. Right? Good, thank you. It smells new. Ain't nothing like a new car smell. Sometimes I, I just rent a car to go ahead and just uh, smell new car smell. <laughs> but it's not lasting, right? When I buy something new, I want it to last. I want good relationships to last. I want my vacation to last. I want these good things to last. But what stinks is it. Just like my vacation, it all comes to an end. And it's like, oh my goodness. Now I gotta go back to, now I gotta deal with, now I gotta remember that I have to, it doesn't last. We wanna, we wanna see things last. And God's peace is a lasting peace. 
in John 14, 27, hopefully this scripture reference is right. <laughs> See that? I'm not perfect. John 14, 27, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's Jesus. If your Bible is using the right Bible, it's in red. It's in red. Jesus speaking. Better go ahead and pay attention. The world can only give you temporal gifts. Jesus gives an eternal gift, the gift of peace. We were all enemies of God. Sin wars against God, and Jesus Christ offers us the answer that brings peace, true peace between us and the Father. And that's why it's so amazing when we think about Jesus Christ coming to this earth. We see the baby Jesus, but we also remember the cross. Because he was born, we see that he will fulfill his mission. He will fulfill that gruesome death that was reserved for us. We deserve to die like that. But because of his love, because he wanted to make peace, he knew that he was the only one that could live that perfect life and die for us in our place. Luke 1, 32 through 33, it talks about God's kingdom. His kingdom, there will be no end so his kingdom, there is no end. It's an everlasting peace. Why? Because Christ himself is eternal. And so because he himself is peace, then his peace is thereby eternal. It never, ever, ever, ever ends. And so when he gives us that peace, we can be assured that we can have peace for eternity. So now it's not just about having peace here on earth but it's also about having peace afterwards. When we die, right? And when we die, you know, there's only two choices. Sorry, there's no secret option C, D, or E. And it's not like my son when I say, hey, do you want, do you, do you want waffles or do you want French toast? And he says, can I get pancakes? It's two options, not three. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Christ is our eternal peace. Number three, God's peace is a reconciling peace. So I want to go ahead and circle back to Genesis. Man had a sin problem that caused a division between God and man. There was no peace. So once man sinned, man, that relationship was broken. That peace was broken. No longer could it be in the Garden of Eden where it was amazing and the temperature was just right and you know, people were running around with no clothes on because the temperature was just that good. And so everything was provided for. Everything was, was amazing there. But because man sinned, now we got to go ahead and go out there and have the sweat of our brow. We got to go ahead and eat of our bread. I mean, thorns and thistles and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Sin is terrible. Sin always, you know, it's funny because sin always demands more from you than you're willing to pay. You know, you get to the end of sin, and it's like, you know, you're trying to go in and play with sin a little bit. You know, I just want to dabble. 
But then you get to the end and it's like, man, it just takes more from you than you ever dreamed or imagined that it would. No peace, no peace. So in Hebrews 10, five, it talks about this whole thing. It talks about the, the second man, Jesus being the second Adam and fulfilling and being able to do what only he could do. This baby would grow into an adolescent, grow into a man, the man, the perfect man, the second Adam that would live the perfect life, that would die a gruesome death for you and for me. But on the third day, just like we sang earlier, on the third day, he would resurrect and claim victory over sin and death. It is through Christ alone that we can obtain peace with the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the only way. There is no other. But it's awesome because his work is a complete work. It's kind of like when my, my, uh, my grandmother, when we were kids, uh, my grandmother, she loved to, to frequent the thrift store. She didn't have much money, so, you know, but we were kids and we didn't know any better, so we would just tag along and we'd be like, we see something we like, we're like, ooh, abuela. <laughs> She'd be like, ay, mijo, okay. So one time, my, uh, my, my grandmother, she bought us a, um, a, a Hulk um, puzzle. It came in a little tin. It's amazing. So my brothers and I, right, we dumped all the pieces out, and we're putting this thing together. And all of a sudden, we're looking at the can. We're looking at the piece. We're looking at the can. We're looking at the piece. And everything's coming together, coming together, coming together. And then we get to the end. We look at the tin, and it's like, it's empty. But the puzzle's not put together. It's not complete. There were, there's a piece that was missing. It wasn't complete. And so I'm like, man, maybe we can get another puzzle, right? And just start like, putting pieces together. <laughs> maybe it'll fit. Listen, we were young, okay? We were like four and five. I don't, we don't know what we were doing. However, there was pieces missing. And so sometimes that's our lives. You know, we're trying to go ahead and put things together. We're trying to go ahead and find completeness, we're trying to find peace, right? Trying to say, okay, this is settled. So we try to go ahead and start putting other pieces that don't quite fit, but it kind of looks like it fits. But when we really look at it, it doesn't fit. We need the missing piece. We need the right piece. We need Christ, who is the peace that brings peace. That's good, right? Ah. <laughs> ah, that was good. So that was the Holy Spirit. I'm just trying to give the Spirit some props here. Come on now. He is amazing. Now, God doesn't just bring peace. And like Minister Lewis was talking about earlier during communion, this is, that's why I love communion because it helps us to focus. Um, and so he was talking about Christ and him uh, bringing peace, right? And uh, not just the, the vertical relationship between us and God, but also between one another. Because I don't know about you, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I'm offensive at times. I am. Can I give you an example? Can I give you an example? Okay, so yes, I'm going to be real open with y'all. So yesterday, 
<laughs> Don't be scared, Manos. It's going to be okay. Um, so yesterday, uh, my wife and I, we're, we're in the car, and we're, um, I don't know what possessed us, but we went to, um, went to I, I'll tell you what happened. What happened is that I'm like a procrastinator, like for real. Please pray for me. I need Jesus in my life to help me to be on time. Um, and so I was, trying to, I was trying to order this jacket for um, Vanessa's grandmother uh, online. And then it said um, that the earliest it will come is the 26th. Well, the 26th is not the 25th. <laughs> Our gift exchange is like the 25th. And so I'm like, <sighs> okay, so what if I pay more money to go ahead and have this jacket shipped? And um, even if I pay like $25, the jacket is only 30 bucks. But if I pay $25, it'll still get here on, on the 26th. So I'm like, uh, that's not going to work. So I'm like, all right, Banos, we got to go to the store. She said, hmm? <laughs> We going where? We got to go to the store, Banyos. We got to go to the store. So I went to the store, and uh, I stood in line for, like, forever. Um, and so I got the jacket, and then we were on our way home. And then um, I, don't, I don't even remember what, what happened. I don't, I don't remember what transpired. Um, but all of a sudden, suddenly, I found myself in the midst of an argument. There was no peace with my wife. <laughs> And we were going back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. And, uh, and finally, she said, you know what? Just don't talk to me. Just don't even talk to me. <laughs> now, the one thing that my wife hates is that when I tell her that she's right, but you're right, it's fine. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. She wants me to recognize where my faults are and commit to repenting in those areas and committing to doing better in those areas. So I did not have that. And I have that, I just came out my face. No peace. <laughs> no peace. But then my daughter, who was in the back seat, I'm winning in the parenting department. I'm winning in my marriage. I'm, I'm winning in parenting. <laughs> I'm just winning in all areas. So she sends us a text message, and she says, <laughs> she's mediating from the back seat. She's like, <laughs> and it pops up on my watch, because I don't have my phone. I'm fine. I put the phone away. It's just, I don't, it pops up on the watch, and she says, remember, guys, that we're a family and that you guys love each other. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so peace is something that we have to work at. Peace between us and God, we have to remember, but also between one another. To be gracious, we have to try to go ahead and say, okay, maybe I could be wrong in an area Maybe I need to go ahead and make some adjustments. Maybe I need to ask for forgiveness, true forgiveness. And maybe I need to forgive others so that there can be that peace. Amen? Amen. Come on and stand to your feet. Put your hands together for Jesus. I said for Jesus, not for me, for Jesus. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, dear God, just thanking you for this time that we've had in your presence. We thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for your peace, dear God. We thank you for securing that peace for us, dear God. And I pray, my Lord Jesus, that we would take that peace and make peace with those around us, dear God. I pray, my Lord God, that as you call to remembrance those individuals, dear God, that we may have some strife with, dear God, those individuals that we may have unresolved situations with, dear God, I pray that we would commit to bringing peace as much as we can, dear God, in those relationships, dear God. Father God, that we would forgive others, dear God, just as you have forgiven us and you've brought peace, dear God, to our lives. I pray, dear Lord Jesus, that you would bring peace to those situations, dear Lord. Father, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus.